A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Please pray with me. Dear God in heaven, we ask you, as we do each week, to be here with us in this place this morning, and we trust that you are here. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I told you last week that I was going to be preaching four sermons on Isaiah in Advent, and this is the week where it feels the most awkward to read that reading about John the Baptist and then sort of ignore it. Um, But you can listen to my sermon last year on John the Baptist, and I promise I'll probably preach again on it this year. Um, But uh, we are going to look at this passage from Isaiah 11 this week. This is one of the all-time classic Christological prophecies in the Old Testament, this image of Jesus as the shoot rising from the stump of Jesse, anointed by the Spirit of the Lord resting upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and might, the Spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. This is the Messiah coming into the world. Now Isaiah, of course, is full of Christological prophecies like this. Isaiah is speaking to a people who are desperate for some kind of hope, some good news that their Messiah is coming. And so Isaiah spends a lot of time promising them that he is coming and telling them what he will be like and what he's going to do. If you'll recall, last week we talked about Isaiah 1 and 2 And the Messiah was going to be the one who was going to make it possible for the people to approach the Lord, not in fear, but in faith and rejoicing. He was going to be the one, remember, who turns God's people from running away from him to streaming up the mountain of the Lord, excited to receive his teaching. And as we continue this Advent series of sermons on Isaiah. We have a similarly beautiful vision in our reading this week. So last week, I feel like was sort of about a transition that happens within us from fear to faith. And this week seems to be about a transition that happens in creation from from enmity to peace. You heard the reading, the wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea. So, in the same way that last week we saw the implements of war being turned into instruments of farming, right? Swords beaten into plowshares, this clear image of death being transformed into life. In our reading today, we have these traditional enemies being turned into allies, wolves and lambs living together in peace. 
The leopard and the kid, a calf and a lion and a human child all together. A child and a poisonous snake in a full reversal of the human relationship with the serpent in Eden. They will now play together without fear. And of course, it's not just the relationships within the natural world that are redeemed, is it? The the sort of interhuman societal relationships get fixed as well. With righteousness, says Isaiah, he shall judge the poor. That means judge in favor of the poor. He will decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be their belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. So the coming Messiah will make the world, will remake the world into a place where traditional enemies live together in peace, but also institute fairness and judgment in favor of those who are traditionally marginalized, the poor, the oppressed, the meek. Jesus, we are told, will do all this. Now, of course, we only know that Isaiah is speaking Christologically, that is, talking about Jesus, with the benefit of hindsight, right? We're able to see, because we have the New Testament, that Jesus is the one he's referring to, a descendant of Jesse, who will come into the world, redeem it, and give it this glorious future. I remember I took a trip to Israel a few years ago and we met some Messianic Jews while we were there. And one of them over a Seder dinner told us that in his experience in Israel, Jews were not allowed to read the New Testament because the prophecy fulfilling life of Jesus Christ is so obvious. In other words, the people who are most familiar with the prophecies of the Old Testament like the one from Isaiah that we're reading this morning, who are then introduced to the life of Jesus Christ through the New Testament, almost unavoidably come to the conclusion that Jesus was in fact himself the promised Messiah, come to save the world. It's that clear. And so with our New Testament eyes, we can see that Jesus is the one Isaiah is talking about. And the main way we know this, the main prophetic word, other than this beautiful sort of new heavens and new earth imagery that we are praying for and working toward, despite it not exactly happening yet, the main prediction in this Isaiah scripture is that the Messiah will come from the line of Jesse, right? A shoot from the stump of Jesse. And Jesse, of course, is the father of David. Jesus famously is descended from David. In a few weeks, we'll read that in the house, in the city of David, a Savior is born. They're in the city of David because they are descended from David. And so when Isaiah writes that a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and that the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, we who have this Christological hindsight can see And he's talking about Jesus. And that's just in verse 1 of our reading. Isaiah 11 and verse 1. And I was really familiar with this verse. It's a sort of a famous one. The shoot from the stump 
of Jesse. What I was completely unfamiliar with, what I just realized this week, is there's another verse that bookends our reading. Verse 10 of chapter 11, a verse that absolutely needs to be read in tandem with verse 1. I want you to see this, so I'm going to read the two verses back to back. I'm going to skip from verse 1 to verse 10, so you can hear how they relate to one another. This is Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, followed by verse 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now skipping down. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Did you hear that? In verse 1, the Messiah is a shoot. In verse 10, he's the root. To give credit where it's due, this connection was made for me in a Tim Keller sermon that I listened to this week. I've read this piece of scripture dozens of times in my life. And the imagery of the shoot from the stump of Jesse and then the beautiful vision about all the different adversarial animals living together is all I ever focused on. I never noticed that in verse 1, the Messiah is a shoot coming from Jesse, i.e. a descendant of Jesse. And then in verse 10, he is described as the root of Jesse. So in verse 1, he comes from Jesse, and in verse 10, Jesse comes from him. How is this possible? How can someone be someone's descendant and someone's ancestor outside of, you know, Terry Springer or something? (laughs) Well, it's not possible unless you have a person who is actually two things at the same time. And that is precisely what we have in our Messiah, Jesus Christ, a person who is born into the world, but who can also be said to be its creator, the source of all things. This Messiah, Jesus Christ, is almighty God become human. The creator, Lord, the source of all of us came into the world. As a human being, a descendant of Jesse. This is the miracle of the incarnation. This is the miracle of Christmas. This is what we're waiting for at Advent. The good news that God came here to be with us. Tim Keller puts it beautifully in his sermon, which you can find online. It's called Healing from Decay. Here's what Keller says. At Christmas, God miraculously punched a hole in the barrier between heaven and earth. I would give anything to have written that myself. (laughs) At Christmas, God miraculously punched a hole in the barrier between heaven and earth. Jesus is not one more prophet come to tell you how to find God. He's not just Jesse's descendant. He is also the root of Jesse. He is Jesse's creator. He is God. Come to find and save you. And this incredible duality, these two things true at the same time, as theologians have 
noted throughout the centuries, this incarnation, this God made man is what makes our salvation possible. Jesus must, in fact, be fully God to be righteous enough to bear the sin of the world. And he must, in fact, be fully human to be eligible to stand in your place. St. Paul gets at this when he says in 2 Corinthians 5 that for our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Put in more incarnational language, Paul might be saying that he who was God became man so that we could be reconciled to God. This is the good news of a hole punched in the barrier between heaven and earth. The good news that we celebrate at Christmas and anxiously await at Advent. God punched a hole and then came through it into a world that has, since our sin in Eden, lived in enmity and endless battle. The wolf and the lamb, the leopard and the kid, the calf and the lion, the human and the snake, all at war with one another. But now, Messiah has come. The wolf shall live with the lamb, The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountains. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is all happening because the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord. And why is the earth full of the knowledge of the Lord? Because he came here. He lived Jesus Christ as one of us. He died in our place. He was raised again for our salvation. And now we live. Yes, we still live in a world that is beset by sin. We are still desperate sinners ourselves. But this new creation has been ushered in too. Through that hole that God punched. Through the barrier between heaven and earth. And we get to participate in it. This is also where we live now, a world where the Holy Spirit is manifest and miracles actually happen. Swords are beaten into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. Godly judgments rendered for the weak, for the poor, for the downtrodden, for you. Neighbor, loving neighbor, combatants turning the other cheek, Husbands loving their wives, wives honoring their husbands, sinners redeemed and actually living lives worthy of their calling. All of this because Jesus was the shoot of Jesse and the root of Jesse. Almighty God become human man. 
to live for you, to die for you, to stand in your place, to make you right with God. Amen.